Yo, yo, yo. What up, 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 what up. It's your boy, Ronnie Lama. And this is Conversations with Ronnie Lama. And today, the guest is... Jonathan Innocent, a.k.a. Mr. Innocent, a.k.a. your cousin's favorite teacher. <laughs> Which cousin? Um, Probably your Haitian one or your... your Cousin that you you cousin by association but not by blood, probably that cousin. Ah, uh, right, right, right. yeah. So you said you said the Haitians, right? Like, yes. So you teaching our kids? Yes, sir. Right, I teach. Right. I teach my younger, my younger familial tribe, right. out in Boston. So we like to hear. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, is that like a? Um, and correct me if I'm using the the right words or whatever the right terminologies. Mm. But is that like? the full-time thing for you is that like your top priority kind of yeah. situation and I'm, you can break down down mm-hmm. as much as you can like, mm-hmm. from kids education to whatever it is i put it this way i think it's the most valuable use of my time um mm-hmm. beyond like building on my personal relationships and building with my with my family my my chosen community of supporters like the most important thing i can do is take all of my life experiences and all of my information and, and knowledge and acumen, but then also just carry myself as, as an example for young kids to believe that they could do anything that they want to do right. or to believe that like they can learn that lesson. Um, <laughs> and, and granted too, like one of the things I love about being a teacher is that like, it's not about each lesson. These kids are not going to remember mm-hmm. that one specific thing in, in this class, but they may, they're going to remember how I made them feel. Right. They're going to remember the impact that, that I made as like a, a black man, especially in this right. position. Um, um, and so for me, I, I just look at education as a passion. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a life work and I would do it for free. Right. And at the same time, right. it, it ain't free. Um, <laughs> and so it is, it is still work. Um, and that's part of why I also try to invest as much in like personal work mm-hmm. as much as possible, because what is a professional, if not like how we, how we try to manifest a, a better personal life. You know what I'm saying? Some people look at work as like a job that they got to go to and hell yeah, it's definitely that. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, I got to clock in for something better or something more important. Something right. that's not on a, on the accounts um, for it to be worth my time because right. it's a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> and now now my weekends is different, um, especially in the midst of this crisis. It's mm-hmm. a, different, a different speed. But I teach, I teach because I love to work of educating i love to learn also i love school as a space to learn and become a better person and a lot of schools ain't perfect and neither is mine Mm -hmm. um so now you mentioned earlier before you know off mic uh that we don't really know each other so like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we kind of know each other or you know i'm just gonna say that know each other based off social media kind of know each other Mm -hmm. what we see on the medias and um if you don't mind me speaking, you know, on that, yeah. what I see is you are a very fun, happy going, like, uh, kind of person. So like, mm-hmm. I wonder again, you being uh, a black educator, yeah. um, especially out here in Boston and shit, or, you know, it, I felt like it was whenever I did have a black educator, they were always like super strict, like, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like they just had to be like, they, that was the standard that they had to 
to live up to. Yeah. Like, they had to break you in. Yeah, they had to break you in. Like, I never had necessarily a, a fun, you know, um, black teacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, not that some of them weren't, like, funny here and there or whatever, but, like, for the most part, like, they were always, like, on top of it. And I'm not saying that that was a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, it was something that I realized. Mm-hmm. So, do you find yourself, I don't know, like, the... It does me asking that question open something up for you, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, growing up, I feel like most of my teachers are white women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think it's important for us to be specific, too, right? Like, the American school system is so vast, um, and especially in a, in a state like Massachusetts, where education is such a premium and important thing, from, like, little, from adolescent all the way to college. Like, this is, you know, school town, amongst yeah. other things, town, right. town, et cetera. Um, but, like, for me, I always went to charter schools for the most part. And then I went to private school for high school, which was a different world. And then, obviously, I went to a private college, um, which was, like, basically, if my high school was JV, well, shit, that's a pretty strong high JV. But if my high school was JV, then, like, college was essentially varsity of the same thing. Um, yeah. So education has always been something I had to do. I had to do. And it always made me feel special to be able to appreciate my learning process on my school outside of the classroom or in the classroom, but in a social sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually listening to somebody, David Banner, actually I give, give him credit. Um, he said, you know, black folk and African folk are tacit learners, which means we learn by examples. Right. We don't necessarily, like you, you could you could read somebody like 10 directions, but you might pick up here or there depending on how well you can listen, but if you watch them do it in front of you, you might be able to figure it out. Right. Right? Um, and that's very much how I learned in terms of watching teachers practice. And I've been blessed with having a lot of great teachers, and I think that's exactly why I chose to be a teacher. Mm. But at the same time, too, it's also a great question of what kind of student are you? Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you look to, to get out of the classroom? Do you have an intention or is it just something you go into? Mm-hmm. Kind of like work. Like school is conditioning for the workforce, right? right. And so if... A lot of people are taught to work for a check or to live to, to you know, for the first and the fifteenth. Like as a student, you just live for getting there on time. If if that's a if that's a reality for you, depending on what your what your expectations are at home, for or midterms and finals, or midterms and finals, and that that report card. Yeah. So, I think it's all about why you show up. And I was a very selfish student in the in the way that like, I would mostly just build with the teacher, and then build with my classmates. Mm-hmm. And the classwork is just whatever they give me to do. And the homework was what kicked my ass. Mm-hmm. The homework kicked my ass. And even as a professional now, I'm still learning and, and reprocessing how I learned some of the wrong lessons about homework and about taking your work home. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the system kind of wants that, where like they want you, they want your time all the time, and they teach kids that. Mm-hmm. And then as adults, you know, especially as a you know coming from Haitian and Jamaican immigrants, like listen, it's a stereotype about Jamaican men. Like every nigga got about four jobs. Right. And like I have that same mentality in terms of like I need to be able to put food on the table and like I also have the mentality of like I want to live a life of choice where I don't have to do this. And mm-hmm. so that that teaches me to be like multifaceted in that way. Anyway, back to your original question or your original jump off point. Like I always think it was impressive to have black male teachers or do you even have male teachers who were cool right. and approachable and vulnerable because what that did was it, it taught me as a tacit learner, it gave me an example of how I can be. Exactly. Like everything I am now is essentially a collection of 
things I once wanted to be mm-hmm. and am actively living in. Right. You know, because I, I could see it either from my family or from, you know, people who I had to look up to in my right. close proximity, but then also obviously, you know, like celebrities. And, right, right. I'm, I'm a BT kid, Disney kid, you know, Cartoon Network. Like, in social media is a whole different world. We could talk about that specifically as well, because mm-hmm. like, I'm not a social media nigga at all. Mm-hmm. So I just got on Instagram last year, <laughs> in the yeah. pandemic, right? Where like we're lacking social space. I'm also coming off of my college campus and I'm working, so I'm not really meeting new people like that. Right. And I'm like, wait, I got to make who I am accessible to people. Yeah. Beyond the classroom, because like I love these kids, but. Because they're my students right now, for legal reasons, I can't talk to these niggas after work unless it's about work. So I need to be able to, to have a community of people who I, who I fuck with and like-minded people mm-hmm. um, to connect with and build with. Because I definitely want to build in this time that I got. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's what I say we're here for. You feel me? Build, mm-hmm. build and create. Just keep it moving. You feel me? Um, mm-hmm. Shoot. Uh, you answered a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wanted to get into, not to fully change the conversation, because mm-hmm. it might stay on it, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. uh, another thing that you do in your life, uh, I guess you could call it your passion, I don't know, your choice, um, is the art, and I'll leave it up to you to be more specific as to what art means to you, because mm-hmm. we both have different, you know. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I just got the sandwich in. Take your time. <laughs> um, when it comes to art, how I want to answer it. I'm somebody who I can talk in circles. Mm-hmm. Always centering around the point. But like mm-hmm. when I when I hear a question, I don't just answer it at face value. I try to like think about like why. Like, like why was this question even brought up? Yeah. yeah um, no, perfect. I love it. I think when it comes to visual art, mm-hmm. visual art is something I've always enjoyed. Um, I grew up in a in a home of people who either did art themselves or heavily invested in having art in their home. Mm. And so, and I love, you know, reading books as a kid, like cartoons, like that's my shit right there. That's my shit. Mm -hmm. Cartoons. Growing up, it was cartoons, WWE, and sports. Fair. Yeah. That was it. Yep. So, um, so like, I love like this right here. Like this is, I could stare at this for days because Mm. there's so many small details, craft work, the the layers of it. Um, you're looking at the Roku loading screen. Yeah. You got Jay Balvin, the boy from Medellin. Medellin. You feel me? Um, I love I love to look at something nice mm-hmm. in almost like a I Spy game, but like mm-hmm. processing every element of his creation. Word. Right? Yeah, that's... I, I love that you say that because, um, I don't know, I, I find myself... Not being able to find many people who analyze life that way. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I feel like ultimately what you're trying to get at is that you do... That's how you live life. Like, you don't just do that with, like, quote-unquote art. Like, you do that with everything. Mm -hmm. Everything Mm -hmm. you encounter, you're literally analyzing it for for what it is. Yes. Like, why it's there, what it could become. I don't know. Like, you you go through your own thoughts in your head. But the fact that, like you sit there and you analyze something like that within itself is an art. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, it's a, it's a work. It's a craft work. And I think I wouldn't even look at it as like necessarily 
Like, yes, art, for sure. Right, right. For sure. Yes. You know, journal art, uh, writing, graph writing, um, doodles. Um, those things are spray paint. Those things are all hand styles. Those are all things that, like, I'm, I'm learning how to do and that I've been researching. And honestly, things I've been seeing on walls for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um but quite honestly, for me, like that's a, that's a, that's a love that hasn't been nurtured in a very long time for me, mm. and so for me to have dived so heavily into that in the past, like less than a year, is truthfully just a dream come true in a moment to like give grace to my younger self in a sense of like, here's all the things you've been seeing and that you that you wanted for yourself, mm -hmm. and you ain't even know you was on your way to it, mm. and now you in it, and now you now you. Now you learn how to swim in this mm -hmm. pool. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now you learn how to develop your own your own style and relationship with it. And I also got to give credit where it's due right. to like mentors and to a community of people who existed already, mm -hmm. and also to a partner who inspires me. You feel me? Ella inspires. Shout out to I, Ella inspires right. um, because she's somebody who's always been vocal. She's always vocal about a lot of her passions, but she's always been vocal about her passion as an artist for me. Right. And that's something I've always admired because. Yeah, I did art. Like, I took some art classes in school, and I did doodles. But, like, I was mostly reading. I was mostly writing. I was mostly doing poetry and spoken word. Like, that's that's really my... If I if I was going to be an artist, I would be a rapper before I would be a visual artist. And wow. I'm a creator in general. It's all the world, and it's all, it's all the mood of different places I was in my life. Different things I've been receiving from the third realm, if you want to say. The third dimension. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um... So I think art is just, is living. Mm -hmm. You know, I got a boy, Kadir Shabash. Shout out Kadir Q. Um, I asked him, I said, are you a a photographer? He said, no. Nah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, he said, like, that's just one of my planets in this, in this solar system. Or, like, that's just one of the things I do to right. express myself. And I'm like, damn, I... I just like I, I threw that question out, and his response was an opportunity for me to be like, "Oh, mm -hmm. um, I could have many different worlds." Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite professors says, "Like, <clears throat> you know, be undisciplined. Right. Like, okay, you could be multidisciplinary, you could be an interdisciplinary artist, but like, truthfully, the best thing is to be undisciplined, in the sense that like you learn the discipline so well, you can find the rules to break. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and so I'm just." Learning rules by doing research and by, you know, working with people with more experience and quite honestly, more, you know, talent than me, but like obviously experience. Um, and then learning what rules I feel like I could break mm. and what standards I could set for myself. Right. And how to best myself and enjoy it too. Right. Fun. Fun is key. Fun. <laughs> like if you're not having fun, slow out here. Time slow out here. <laughs> now, um, when do you feel? Or one, I wanted to get back to your friend's answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like to, it was one of those answers where one, you asked a question, and whether you realize it or not, the answer that you were expecting was a like a close answer. Yeah. Like a, I just need. <laughs> I just need closing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, like, are we broken yes up or, or not? Yes yeah. or no? Like, what, what's the deal here? And he gave you something that was like, not only made you see him as a much larger entity, 
but made yourself see yourself as a much larger entity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. That gives me an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, another artist, shout to Curtisic. I'm going to just be shouting people out. Word. You keep it in, you keep it out. I don't know. I just love to I just love to get shouts where they do. No, um, definitely shout out. And he, he has some similar styles to actually this piece right here. Um, but he asked me, he's like, yo, you saw my Instagram page. He's like, yo, like, what are you? Like, are you like a photographer, videographer? What do you do? I'm like, photographer. Um, I'm like, no, I just, I do different things. I do a little bit of everything. I do a little bit of rap. I do a little bit of spoken word. I, I write. I do different things. And he's like, oh, so you're a renaissance man. I said, oh, ding, ding, ding. But then the beautiful part about that is I actually went to Renaissance, Boston Renaissance Charter School when oh. I was growing up in Back Bay. And so I'm learning how my past experiences as somebody who was so, who's so well-rounded and like has different, different pockets to tap into mm-hmm. is because i went to a school where that was something that was literally a part of the culture right and if you look at like the greatest renaissance men really that's a whole other conversation on the politics and history yeah. and shit. I mean, we don't got to get to that um but you know they were artists who could make a statue do a beautiful fucking painting in oil paint and, play a violin. and it, you know what i'm saying like what can this nigga not do? Mm-hmm. And there's so many, I mean, look at artists today, of today where it's like, yo, like you could, you could model, you could be a fashion designer, you could do anything you want to do. And I think the beauty of that, that a lot of people don't understand, and I feel like the reason why we may lack Renaissance people mm-hmm. is the fact that like, you don't necessarily, or it's just the idea of what's good and what's bad art. It's that. Mm. You feel me? Um, so, like, anybody can literally, like you said, like, you, you just do whatever you want to do. Like, anybody could go do that. Like, just because you just so happen to find out, for example, for myself, I so happen to find out at first that, like, what I was somewhat good at or whatever was making beats. So, I'm like, all right, I'm going to be a producer or whatever. But through producing, I met other channels, other people, and I was like, hmm, maybe I kind of want to start writing. Maybe I kind of mm. want to start doing this. Um and, you know, part of it came from necessity as well because I was just working by myself and it was like, all right, I'm kind of broke. I ain't trying to pay no graphic designer to do my cover art. Let me let me do my <laughs> do that shit myself. Art. So then <laughs> now, now I'm getting interested into graphic design. Go ahead, yes. You feel me? It's like... Do that shit, procreate. Yeah, the, the second I... Again, it, it always came from necessity, I guess, for me personally. The second it was like, oh, shoot, like, I, I can't even afford to, to get a professional to do this part of... Mm you know, my thing, like, I'm going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, it wasn't like I had any experience in whatever the fuck I was doing and mm. into going into graphic design for, like, a cover art or even just engineering my songs because, again, I just was a producer. Like, I wasn't into the whole, like, actual sound stuff or none of that. And then getting into writing for my songs. Um, and then ultimately having conversations with Ronnie Lama, like the podcast yeah. stuff like that. That also comes from... You know, like me wanting to express uh, or like better express my music, like have mm. people understand me so that that way they can also understand my music better. Yeah. And then I realized, yeah. hmm, I'm not the only one that's going through that. There's a lot of local artists, yeah. unsung heroes out here yeah. that have a story to tell. And, you know, for whatever reason, it's just not being heard by enough people. I ain't gonna say the right people, but just by enough, enough people. people. Yeah. Um, well, how about so, this? Yeah. Well, I ain't trying to, you know, take off your point. So you can finish it. Finish it. They're not being heard by enough people, and so. Yeah, so it's um. 
Shoot. Sorry. Train derailed. Oh, good. Well, I'll jump in then. I'll jump in. You know, I think one thing I'm learning about is impact. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like quality over quantity. Um, To be known by more people, I feel like can be less valuable Mm -hmm. than being known by the right people. Mm -hmm. And I think you kind of mentioned like these local unsung heroes, like Mm -hmm. damn near like it could be call it a savior complex, call it what you want. But a lot of people needed heroes, need heroes, and a lot of people want to be heroes. Mm -hmm. And I think the best thing we can do for ourselves is make ourselves our own hero. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And do the shit that that gives you life. But even in expressing yourself, you find that other people are like you and you also inspire other people who either not like you to be like you or you inspire other people to be more like themselves. You mm-hmm. feel me? And to, to speak to speak their truth. You know what I'm saying? Right. To like actually explore what they're good at. You yeah. know, actually invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I did the same thing. I hit up I hit up an artist, um, and I was like, you know, a well established artist. I'm like, yo, like, I'm a writer, I got a whole EP written and like I wanna work. And then he said he said his prices, I said, Oh, I said, I'm a teacher. Uh, I got college debt and I got car insurance. And, and you know, I'm saving money and I'm investing. I ain't say all this, but in my mind, I'm yeah. saving money. I'm investing. I'm I'm doing what I got to do to to build and secure myself financially. And, and quite honestly, sir, that, <laughs> that ain't going to hit my credit real hard right there. Because I, I ain't got that right now. <laughs> Pay rent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, if only I had the hardware. The mics, the the machines to mm-hmm. do this shit my damn self and understand the hardware, but I'm also like that take a lot of time and I got a, I got a five day, you know I got about forty hour week, right. so when am I gonna find the time to do that? And God bless structured vacations like the summertime where I'm able to invest in myself. But even this summer I got I got business I got to handle mm-hmm. that's gonna take me out of that creative space. But still invested and it's still gonna happen. And like again I'm in no rush like. Right. That's the blessing of being quote unquote young is that the system is willing to allow you to grow and, and stretch your pocket. Mm-hmm. And I think the the benefit of experience is that you can just kind of make your, your pockets deeper. Mm-hmm. Not even talking about finances either. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like experiential pocket. Like that the the for example, do you know how many how many songs you produced? I myself? Yeah. How many beats you made? No. You just you ain't counting, right? No. But would you say it's over a hundred? Yeah. Yeah. Like how how many hours a week you think you you put into creating music? Ooh, that's a tough question nowadays. Ah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Waves. <laughs> Waves, but average. Month average. Um let's say on a week. Uh, nowadays I'm spending around twenty to thirty hours on music a week yeah and that's why i said it's a it's a tough question because before i used to be on like 100 hours a week yeah more you know what i'm saying but again like when i find all these hats that fit my head (laughs) yeah i'm just like exactly i gotta start cutting up the times and stuff like that so um and i don't know if i'm going off topic here but it it also does even though it's not like 100 hours on music a week the quality is, mm. in my opinion, a little better. Just because I know I'm sitting there for just this amount of time, just mm-hmm. for this specific um, 
I don't know, creative process or creative yeah. outlet. Um, yeah. And that's actually something I've been trying to work out as well, which is like scheduling my creative outlets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Me having so many nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, and I'm glad like we had this today and I was like, yo, like, it's probably 9.30, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we, we linked up at 9.30 in the morning to do this shit. Um, and, and it's like, it's just one of those things that for myself, it's um, the same way I've been, I don't want to say brainwashed, but, mm. you know, accustomed mm-hmm. to making sure I'm on time for work and I have a schedule mm-hmm. for work and school and ultimately all these things I don't really necessarily want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to keep that same energy for the things that I do want to do. Yes, sir. You know exactly. So that, like, yeah. one, I'm not yeah. overforcing myself on anything. Yeah. But two, I'm getting enough of everything that I yes. want to do. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where I'm at right now, just trying to figure all that out. I like that. And I think that's that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm yeah. like, you know, I've experienced academic burnout right. in my life. And so one of the things that taught me is you can never put, you can never put as many eggs in different baskets. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a shame to it's a shame for some people to just go to a nine to five, clock out at home and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I've seen that happen before. It's a very mm-hmm. regular thing. You know, we live in a wage slave, capitalist system, right? And so we are slaves to our to our pockets, to our accounts, and to what our value is to certain people in the world, right? And so, to be able to invest in yourself, mm-hmm. takes you out that grid, mm-hmm. takes you out that matrix where it's like, if, all right, if I'm gonna be doing this, I'm gonna be investing just as much on the other side. And yes, you might be burning the candle at both ends, but that's also why you got to be selective, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, you, you're wearing so many different hats, you're probably getting way less time now mm-hmm. than you were before mm-hmm. in, in terms of that. But you, you never lost what you had before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's still muscle memory. That's still that's still proficiency that you right. prove for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think another thing is putting respect on your own name. Put respect on your own work. Like, I am what I am. Like, you can say whatever the fuck you is. You know what I'm saying? Like, we live in a world where Fuck it, right? Like social media, for example. So last year, it's the quarantine, but I, w- I growing up, I feel like I was a sheltered kid, not in the sense of like I wasn't allowed to see the world because I traveled, I learned, I met people, I did internships, went to summer programs, played basketball, was in the city AAU, football, Pop Warner, like totally out here. Totally sheltered kid. Totally sheltered, <laughs> sheltered in the sense that like my whole life was guided, like yeah, I'm bowling. Yeah. I'm bowling. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm at many different bowling alleys, but I always got the rails up. Like, cause my parents is like, listen, man, school come first. I also was a part of no books, no ball. So like, if my, if my books wasn't right, I couldn't hoop. But mm-hmm. I also got to do different things, whether it was like taekwondo and and um dancing with the Dabinga family. Mm-hmm. I'm at origination. Whether it was like doing different things, I was able to like acquire that Renaissance man like multiple tools, and at the same time, like, I don't even know what I got here. How we get here? Cause I, I was a point I was trying to make. Either way, all right, bet. Either way, being a creative, mm-hmm. being a creative has many different, different aspects to it. Mm-hmm. And then with social media, there we go. That's where I was at. Mm-hmm. Last year is quarantine, and I'm writing. Sheesh. I'm tight. <laughs> Last year in the summertime, right? And I'm also watching um artists like Pro Black put up beautiful pieces mm-hmm. um, as a part of, you know, Artists for Humanity, as a part of Murals for the Movement, and working with the MFA as a commissioned artist residence. Is, is uh, sorry to interrupt, is yeah. Pro Black the 
CEO or founder of um artist is that the same person no, or my I, I don't know if he's a CEO or f- he might founder. I think he might be a founding member I think he might be a founding member but either way he's a he's a he's an OG man that's an OG double OG Rob Gibbs pro black right 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 that's P R O B L A K alright the C is silent or invisible um <laughs> but no nah, he he's just an inspiring artist who also is a mentor to so many people in the city um, because of artists, artists for humanity. Um, shout out to Go Five Geo. Um, shout out to people who just opened up, kind of activate activators. You know, I, I think one of the things I love about elders who are experienced and who are proficient in, in their in their world is that they can. They don't even gotta try hard to teach you something. Mm-hmm. They just they just so in the moment, so present at what they do. They just like yeah. So I was inspired by the art I was seeing on the wall, and I was like, "Damn, a battle! A battle rap came out. Daylight, one of my favorite battle rappers, and I was my mind was blown. I was like, oh my god!' So I wrote three battle rhyme, three battle verses right after that. I said, "Oh, he had a planet scheme in there." I said, "Oh, I said, oh, my planet scheme at?" I said, "Oh, I'm watching hella UFC right now. Oh, I got a UFC scheme right now. I got all of that." But so I was, I was, you know, I was learning my tricks in my, I was learning the tricks of the trade in my pen by studying. Right. I'm not just. I watched that shit about like four times. I probably had them verses memorized. But like, you know, I'm I'm seeing how he's building these. Like, what's he doing with these words? Um, and so I start to make my own shit, and I start to share it with them. So like, they giving me art. They giving me, you know, what's happening, what's going on in the city, on the streets. I said, okay, I'll give you what's going on on my streets, on my ends, in my mind. And one of the artists, uh, Jill, was like, Yo, that's hot. Yo, I got this this artist. I want to put you in contact with. I was like, oh, yeah, what's her number? He was like, oh, you got an Instagram? I said, oh, no, nah, I don't really fuck with social media. I don't really put myself out there like that. And he was like, he was like, no, you should probably you should probably do that. Because, like, you can you can meet these people that way. Because, like, ain't nobody going to give you their phone number it, off the rip. It, yeah, but I'm somebody. I'll be on. I'm, I'm an analog like... girl in the digital world. Shout out to Erica Badu. Like, I'll be. I don't. I'm not with this digital shit. Like, I'm really. <laughs> I like I like my old shit. Mm, but, but that's the that's the man, that's the funniest part about it. It's like for you to be social, you have to do something that makes you less social. Like you have to join like a less social like uh pattern or whatever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like bro, like the most personal thing you could do to really get to know somebody, especially a situation like that, mm. it's like, okay, we know that we can like there's something we can match on. Let's instantly just start talking about that or something. You feel me? So like we're doing, mm-hmm. um, even though we kind of met through Instagram first, mm-hmm. but no, fine. But still, like, um, there shouldn't be that. Oh, my phone is like, like top tier, like no top tier communication. Um, I spend way too much me. time on my phone nowadays. I yeah, fucking hate that shit. It's whack. Just yeah. live. Look up. Look yeah. up. Yeah. Look up. <laughs> That's why I like shout out my friends because they're, they're those those FaceTime people. You know, like we ain't gonna necessarily sit around and just like text each other all the time on a group chat or anything like that like all right we gotta talk to each other about something mm. facetime each other real quick all right let's link up you know mm-hmm. get in person you know um but back to the whole social media and you know collabing with artists and stuff like that or finding new people that you might want to either work with or simply simply ask a question mm. you know like mm. to be inspired by like oh you see they're doing something that you are trying to do and you just wanted to ask a quick question to clear things up on your side or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, 
it's like, okay, one, you got to go through their social media. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have a private account. Now you got to wait for yes. them to, to accept you. And it's like, a Bro. lot of these people sometimes already have like other people. So they're not even They in their own the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't look at the request at all. It and it's like, how do you tell these people like, yo, like check your requests, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like, you mm-hmm. don't have any way of doing that. Yeah. And it just, it like puts people in tears. It like, does, it yeah. It places people in tears where, um, um, are you a part of this world? What's what's your level? What's, how many yeah. followers you got? Yeah. Um, I think, I, I think a lot about that, man, personally, because you know, I'm a very private person, mm-hmm. right? And so, I would like for my Instagram to be private. And how am I supposed to build with people if they don't know who I am? Mm-hmm. And so, you got to give only, a little to get a little reciprocity. And so, I'm learning that, like, as private as I want to exist, one. Mm-hmm. I got I got my I got my spirit in check in the sense that like my nana will tell you I'm I'm covered in the blood of Jesus Christ, but I will tell you that, you know, I'm I've been given many blessings in God's grace to be myself without shame. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's a process. Mm-hmm. Mental health is real. We can talk about mental health on a whole other tip if you want to, on this tip, same. But mental health is so key, but I feel like your energies have to be not saturated. You know, like, I feel like you have to just be yourself, but be your best light in a sense. Like, Instagram is definitely not me. Mm-hmm. Like, who, and that's why it's, it's a different level for me to meet you in person. Like, yeah, we met on Instagram, mm-hmm. so I know some things about you, but I don't know who you are in the sense of your energy, right? But I know that people whose energy is very dear to mine look at you as a very good dude. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right. This is a good dude. I, I'm a good dude. Ain't no problem. And then, and then we meet in person, and it's like, okay, I could, I could get down with brother. I can get down with a process of learning what you're into and showing what I'm into, and we can see what we could get into. You know what I'm saying? You can get with my friends, and get with your friends, and we could be friends, and we could do this every weekend. You feel me? Like, but on the tip of just the love for creation, the love for. Learning and developing, like you said, like who is Ronnie Lama? Ronnie Lama is trying to find out who Ronnie Lama is. People will ask me, "Yo, Jonathan, what you want to do when you grow up?" When you grow up, I said, "I want to be me when I grow up," because I would go to these schools where I would have to wear a uniform and be in detention all the time. And even though I'm getting good grades, and I have to like, it's like, damn, I have to live for everybody else but myself. Mm-hmm. And so, all I wanted to do was put myself in a position where I could pursue what I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way I'm going to be able to effectively go to sleep at night. It's the only way I'm going to be able to, like, feel fulfilled. And that's another thing that this crisis helped put in further perspective for me is that, like, life is so short. Mm-hmm. Life is so short, and you have to make the most out of that time. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what's interesting? And um, we're going to have to bring this to one of the last points. Yeah. Um, you mentioned how you were put on, like, certain paths. That's not the right the same yeah, no, yeah, use, yeah. but essentially you, you were put on certain paths yeah. when you were younger that you had to to do and that created this sense of having to find yourself i guess you could say and mm-hmm. find the things that who that you want to do um but i can also relate because i we're going through stepping stone going yep. through also a private high school mm. um also being put in like dance classes sports mm. whatever all mm-hmm. that I feel that, but at the same time, and I'm going to speak, for example, on, like, when I was doing dancing, which I know you mentioned as well, mm-hmm. and um, what sport did you mention? Basketball, was football. Martial art you mentioned, too? Taekwondo. Taekwondo. It's like, even 
we can't take away from the fact that like when we were doing those things, yeah. we were expressing ourselves. We were. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. That's you know a good point. Like, That's a good point. Because we were art. That was art. Yeah. Like, in those moments. It's a martial like, art. It's a sport art. Yeah. And, yeah. and I feel like that's what made me love those things as well mm. in that time, but also like, I mean, not in that time, maybe a little bit later, but mm. it, it was one of those things like, oh, like, here we go, like dance school or whatever, like, <laughs> or not dance school, but you feel me? I got yeah. dance class or whatever. Oh, I got, I got to go to, I got to do school work in the summertime. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, gotta, like I'm really just going here, like, I'm here so I don't get fined, you know? Like, yeah, I'm here so, <laughs> and that's a fact. But, you know, I, I appreciate how you said that. Like, you know, I think, this past year, I had to come to. T- I did a whole lot of processing. I caught up in a lot of ways with myself, um, my inner self or my shadow self, whatever you want to call it. But I was like, damn, like I was just trying to fit in all these boxes. But what I really learned is that I'm an anamorph and I could take any take any shape. Mm-hmm. And I guess the point we can we can end on is be like water, drink more water. Water is seventy percent of the constitutions of the earth. Mm-hmm. At least I tell my something like that. I'm a science teacher, but don't quote me. Um, <laughs> but our bodies also reflect that, right? Sure. We have the same mineral. We have a lot of the same minerals that's in the earth, and we our main element is water. And so the best thing about water is you could fill it in this cup. You could put it in this jar. You could just put it all over the, the rug. You wouldn't want to do that because of mold. But like water can fit any shape that it's in. And the more you be like water, for, I'm dead ass. The more you be like water, you find the more you can grow, the more you can stretch, the more you can be malleable and flexible to have different conversations with Ronnie, but then you know have a different conversation with the Stu boys. Or, you know, connect with different people and do different things and be one Ronnie on the on the recording mic and, and on the and on the beat than he is on the voice, on the vocals, but then be a different person in this conversation. But then but it's not, oh, you're a different person, you're the same person, but in that person right. you can do different things. Right. Like, yeah, I gotta go do schoolwork, yeah, I gotta dance, I gotta do all of it. But you did it. Mm-hmm. You are doing. Mm-hmm. You have done. Mm-hmm. And